0: It is Friday, January 26, 2024. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Ploup. I am Chris Rose. Producer Dan, along for the ride as well. And boy, doesn't somebody look extra tan.
1: I got some sun. I got some sun these last few (laughs) days, man. I definitely did. had a great time. I was always sad to miss a show. uh, But thank you to Jolly for stepping in and doing a fabulous job like he always does. So um, I appreciate it. But had a great time, man. 100%.
0: Um, so hold on, let me just get this straight. You missed baseball today, but you didn't miss talking baseball. So I just, I, I just want to make sure I got that right. Right.
1: That's that is true. That <laughs> is true. Um, it's just a little bit easier front to runner. get away from this one.
0: You are a front the runner. One, you are a front runner. Okay. I'll just hang out with the number one podcast in baseball for a little while longer.
1: You know, I'll tell you what. You didn't want me on the show on Tuesday, the way I was feeling that morning, okay? It was a smart decision by us. Well, how about Monday
0: when we actually did the show? But that's fine. That's fine, too. All right, so let's get to it. Um, Truth be told, we are taping this Thursday night because Gloofy's on his way to Minneapolis. Might even be there as everybody is digesting this because you got Twins Fest, and we'll Mm -hmm. talk about one of your favorite twins coming up in just a bit. So on Thursday night, as we got ready to record, boy, oh boy, the two World Series participants got a little busy. The world champion Texas Rangers have tried to solidify their bullpen a little bit more. Signing free agent Dave Robertson to a deal, ESPN's Jeff Passan reports it's a one-year between 11 and 12 mil. In the meantime, the NL champion Arizona Diamondbacks were busy casting a net over Jock Peterson. He gets a one-year deal with an option for 2025. Which of those two moves was more interesting to you?
1: I'm going to go with David Robertson. I, I kind of love that these guys have kind of become this, like mercenary-type players. We talked about that with Jock, but really with Robertson, it's happened as well. Um, I, I always say whoever gets this guy for the one-year $11 million is, is getting a, a discount. Like This is a very, very good pitcher, and I'm going to keep saying that until he lets me down. He had another good year last year. I know he had a struggling, I believe it was August, uh, but other than that pitched really well. So, you know, for Texas who, you know, they're looking for people to shore up the bullpen. LeClerc got hot there at the end uh, of last year, but going into the postseason and all throughout the year, the bullpen was the big problem there in Texas. So, you know, they're trying to make moves. I know they were in on Hader, That didn't happen for them. Um, but to me, you know, if I'm a general manager, I'm signing David Robertson to a one-year, $11 million deal every single time I can do it. So uh, I, I think they're going to get, whatever they need to get out of him. If he needs to close some games, he could do that. If he needs to come in and, and put out some fires early in the game, he can do that. Um, I also think he's one of the guys, Chris, that I would put in front of the data or, or in front of the cameras and get all the data because he has some absolutely nasty pitches. And if you can kind of find out why or how he does those, mm-hmm. I think he's just another one of those guys. that's sort of like a coach too, in a way he's been around for so long. Uh, great in the clubhouse. I, I, I love that for the Rangers.
0: Gonna be thirty nine years old at the beginning of next season, which is crazy. Um, Yeah, I mean, still roped up,
1: still roped up.
0: He can do it. There's no question. And uh, he's been kind of a hired gun the last two years. He thought he was going to pitch maybe in uh, you know the playoffs with the New York Mets when he signed there a season ago. Ended up pitching in the postseason with the Miami Marlins, as you mentioned. Struggled in the closers' role down there in August. Rebounded when they moved him out of the ninth inning role in September year before, he was pitching for the Phillies in the World Series. So, yeah, he's a, he's a great guy to add. And it is so weird to see, essentially, a designated hitter become a hired gun the way that Jock Peterson has. Because he's still not that old. Like, he's not 37 or 38. But it feels like, for whatever reason, all he gets is just these one-year deals. Sometimes he'll get traded. I think he's going to play a huge role in Arizona, in part because he mashes against right-handed pitching. He really does. 14 of his 15 homers came from that side. His OPS against lefties was, don't look at it, barely over 600. Against righties, it's much, much better. And what do the Dodgers have an abundance of, Ploof? Righties. What do the San Francisco Giants have an abundance of? Righties. San Diego Padres, were still trying to figure out who their rotation is going to be at this point. But there's a lot of righties there as well. So, smart move. Good job by the Diamondbacks. I like what they've done actually in this offseason.
1: So, there you do you go. think it has anything to do with the fact that Jock just got a Cyber Truck, and maybe the guys down in Arizona just wanted to take a look mm. at it? You don't nice. see him too often yet. No,
0: no, no. no. I uh, I don't even know what one would look like if it pulled up into my
1: driveway. You would know right away because it looks like something from not on this planet. But right, I, what you were talking about, Jock? Though going back to baseball, not just his car collection. When you when you become a hitter like that, where your splits are just so egregious, that's kind of how you become that higher yes. you know, weapon. Uh-huh. A team needs a guy that can hit right. He's, hey, Jock Peterson's out there. Yeah,
0: pretty cool. Uh, good for him and good, good for Arizona. And great for our brand-new Hall of Fame class. Uh, they came together as a class up in Cooperstown for the first time on Thursday. Adrian Beltre, uh, you know, what was he? Nineteen or twenty-one votes shy of unanimous, whatever it was, he's still mid-nineties percentile. uh Todd Helton finally got in, so that's why I'm donning the Rockies' old spring training cap. Congratulations to him! And then somebody's former teammate, Joe Mauer, is now there as well. Uh, they were up there sharing stories on the dais on Thursday up in Cooperstown, and and Joe Mauer maybe gave us the best anecdote of the day. For me. Um when I knew I had a chance to to be able to to play in the big leagues and and have a good chance of staying there was uh, actually in spring training. And uh, I remember facing Roy Halladay. Um, And it was, you know, to me, it was the World Series to him. It was probably just getting some work in for the (laughs) season. But um, I remember uh, going two for two, and I get on second base, and a future teammate of mine, uh, Orlando Hudson, said, you're not supposed to do that. (laughs) And uh, at that moment, I felt, you know what, I can belong here, and if I keep working hard and doing the right things, I, I think I can stay. So that was the aha moment for me. Yeah, he stayed and then some, becoming the first American League catcher to ever win a batting title, and then he tacked on two more after that. Let's just start with this. What the hell is it like to have a teammate as a Hall of Famer?
1: It's wild, but like when you're playing, when I was playing with him, you just knew that's the kind of player he was. So I had so much time thinking about it. Now seeing him there obviously gives me, you know, just, I've been, I've admired that guy for a long time, Chris, everything about him, man. Like I was very blessed in Minnesota to have some good mentors and, and Joe was obviously one of them. And he's everything i ever wanted to be a a great baseball player a great father a great husband i i wanted to be those things as i saw him do it and he did it with such ease man um i'm just proud i'm proud to be his friend i i got to text him and just tell him you know how much i appreciated his role in in my career uh he, i mean i i owe everything to baseball and and that guy helped me achieve you know being a big leaguer so it's cool. I, I hope I get to see him this weekend. I, I don't know if he's going to be at Twins Fest. If he's got like Hall of Fame duties or something, I don't know what's going on there. So, a um, lot of feelings, man. And I've been talking to some of my other teammates about it too. Just how cool it is. Um great. It also means I'm getting a little old too.
0: No, so there's that. No, no, that no aspect, you're not though. I think I love Joe
1: Mauer. People, this guy, he's great. is the best.
0: He is. He's awesome. Uh, go if you haven't had a chance to watch it. MLB Network did a remarkable, like three and a half minute piece that Justin Morneau, yes, voiced on Joe Mauer. Watch it. I played it in front of Michelle. I was watching. I was watching it in the car yesterday. Uh, she'd picked me up from somewhere, and she- so she heard it, and she was like, "That was beautiful." She doesn't know a thing about Joe Mauer. She was like, "That was really touching." So go do yourselves a favor. Um, Adrian Beltre. I kind of feel like he's been shortchanged a little bit in this whole discussion. Because everybody, including yours truly, when I did that Hall of Fame show with the three voters, kind of just rubber-stamped him in. We were like, yeah, he's great. We'll see him in there. It'll just be a question of how close to 100% does he get. It's unfair. And you certainly, I've seen what you said on Talk of Baseball, so no reason to to bring it back up. But there's one guy, as Jason Stark of The Athletic pointed out, one guy walking the planet who is a third baseman that's got more than 3,100 hits and at least five gold gloves. And it's him. It is him. I admire him in part because I thought he was a better player in his 30s than he was in his 20s. And I think that's the biggest reason why he's in Cooperstown, because he was able to continue and, in fact, add on in some areas of his game. Um, Awesome. Really, really cool. I'm happy for him.
1: Uh, Yeah, Beltre to me was... The Guy when I looked around the league how I wanted to model my third base game after you know you look at Adrian Beltre, he's so consistent. will mm-hmm. he make the great plays? Yes, but like nothing was getting by him. He was making good throws, and he had all the tools and all of that and uh, again, you know i don't I don't know Helton like I know Beltre and Mauer uh, so I can't really speak on that behalf, but Beltre also is just a phenomenal person. Mm-hmm. And you always hear that. It's funny, I keep saying it, because you always hear that when you're a player. Like, man, no one gives a shit about your stats. You're going to be remembered by, you know, how good of a teammate you were and how you treated people. And you're like, okay, but like, I got to, like, be good, too. Like, that's kind of, like, the main thing here or else I'm not going to be here. But it's true, man. Like, I, I only think about how those guys treated me, how they treated their other teammates. Uh, so they have all these accolades on the field and, and they were still able to be those good types of people too. And I think that's very hard because both those guys worked extremely hard at their mm-hmm. craft and they still just treated everybody with so much respect. So when I think about those two guys in particular, that's what I think about first before all the accolades on the field. It's, it's telling, man.
0: Good for uh, Todd Helton. He is the first true blood Colorado Rocky. Yes. Larry Walker got in a few years ago, but he obviously played elsewhere and excelled elsewhere as well. Todd Helton spent his entire career out there, and so we wondered who was going to be the guy to push through uh, the Coors Field, whatever you want to call it. uh, Albatross that hangs around his neck. Yes, were his home road splits significantly different? Yeah, it was almost 200 points when it came to OPS. But his road OPS was still better than Dave Winfield, George Brett, Tony Gwynn. What do those three guys have in common, Plouffe? Hall of Famers. They're all Hall of Famers. Yes. Todd Helton was a damn good baseball player and oh. now he's a Hall of Fame baseball player and and I'm happy for him and I'm happy for the Colorado Rockies fans who haven't a lot haven't had a lot to cheer about lately. Um because I feel like your ownership has let you down at times. Cheer this one up and go support him in uh, in Cooperstown. Are you going to be able to go?
1: It depends if I have to work cuz I know more than no, I no. want to go.
0: No, bro. What do you mean if it oh you mean on the twins? They call a game, yeah. Oh come on, man. No, let's go. Well get someone's gonna else. have
1: to do it, and More definitely going, he's the number one guy, and then yeah. I'd be you know, I'm one of the lower on the lower rung there, so we'll see.
0: Oh, I'd love to. I would love take, to, man. We should take the show to Cooperstown. I've never been.
1: Not for the industrial It's not a bad idea, C Rosie. I do want to talk okay. about Helton a little bit. Yeah, because I got to see him at later in his career, and you know, still a, a very, very good hitter at that time. But I just went back and looked at some of these statistics, some of these years, like that five year run he had. It's insane, dude. Yeah, one dotting it year after year after year. Yeah. One year having a four sixty nine on base percentage. Like, think about that. You're getting on base every other time. That's crazy, dude. So you know when you, I I like you know doing stuff like this where. You know, we get to go and just look back at some uh, the statistical pages of some of these guys, man. Because I kind of forget how freaking good yep a guy like Todd Helton was, but obviously not anymore.
0: Uh, next year is going to be a real interesting ballot. You've got CC and Ichiro that are the newcomers that highlight a pretty solid group. Not, I don't think there's a ton of guys that'll make it early on in their ten year run toward the Hall of Fame, but a bunch of real interesting guys. And then Billy Wagner is going to be the key holdover. Missed by yeah. 27 votes in 2023 uh, three, and then five this year. So that's going to be a tough year for him, but he's got great perspective on it. I, I've, I've heard about him um, from him. Reese Hoskins has a new home as we continue on with guys changing places. Hoskins, a lifelong Philly, will now be a Milwaukee brewer for the next couple of years and 34 mil. He does have an opt-out after the first year. Let's remember Milwaukee Brewers are defending champions of this division.
1: Are they still the team to beat? I've already said this. I've already put my stamp on who I think the best team is in that division. I I think it's the Cardinals for me right now. And I know you don't necessarily like when I do this, but I'm going to bring up the odds, the Vegas odds for the National League Central right now. Chicago Cubs are the best odds. At plus 175, then it's the Cardinals, then it's the Reds, and then it's the Brewers. Now, I don't disrespect them that much, C Rose. I don't no. think they're the fourth best team in that division. And I do love, love this Reese Hoskins sign because we've, we've, we've asked the Brewers to do something like this for many years now, yep. probably like three or four years in a row. Like, we need a real deal, middle of the order bat in that lineup to protect Yelich and, and just, you know, overall, you know, give the offense Mash. a boost. This is what Reese Hoskins does. And a phenomenal person as well. I keep talking about how good these guys are, but this guy's another one. It's true. Uh, but I like that. I just talked to Yeli. I was in the cage with him, you know, less than a week ago, and I was like, "Man, like I'd really love someone to come in there and 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 protect you." And we didn't really even talk about Reese. I didn't really know that was kind of an option, or if they were looking because they just hadn't done it in the years past. But now I believe it's it's a it's a two year deal, but it has an option after this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great great signing for him and a great signing for them as well. Yeah. But, I, uh, but to answer your question, I think the Cardinals are the team to beat right now.
0: Okay, that's fine. Uh, I do. I think it's a wonderful signing for Milwaukee. I really do. The, the guy uh, in his career has had only one season where his OPS has been under 823. So he's going to mash. He's going to hit you between 25 and 33 homers, depending how healthy he is. He is bouncing back from an ACL where he didn't have it at bat last year. So might take him a little time. We'll see. So I, I wrote down some things here when I was talking about the Brewers. Their rotation, as of right now, Burns, Peralta, Miley is the top three. Did they lose a little depth here? Absolutely, they did. Absolutely. A a lot of their success, I think, is going to hinge on young guys, right? Uh, Jackson Churio, I mean, how big a role is he going to play? He got the $82 million contract already, yes?
1: No, Yelly was just talking about this guy and and talking about how many people that have seen him play think he's like the guy. Hmm? Like the guy. But it's more than him, right? Freelick. Garrett
0: Mitchell, we don't know what role he's going to play. Weimer, uh, Contreras was the team MVP a season ago, and he's in his mid-20s. Bullpen, where they have been so good in recent years, right? They did have Josh Hader for a while, and we'll let Devin Williams set up with a nasty fastball changeup, and then Williams moves into the closers role, and now we're wondering, is he the next guy that's going to be on the move? You know, Abner Uribe is a guy whose name I knew i have seen some highlights, but didn't really do a little bit of a deep dive on him until this question. And the dude seems just filthy. Seems filthy. And um, 27 of his 32 Major League appearances last year after he got called up, he didn't give up a run. Opponents hit a buck 54 against him. His ERA was under 1.8. He's thrown the 11 hardest pitches in the history of the Brewers, tracked by StatCast, which started 15-ish years ago. So... Even if they need to move on from him, they've got this kid right there. So, do I make them the favorite? I want to wait until the Cubs. If they if they add Bellinger, I'll I'll get on that train, just like you were talking about earlier, and I would make them the favorite. Okay. But the rest of it, man, I think it's a fun division to watch, even if it's not a great division.
1: It is going to be a fun division to watch, and I don't think those teams are like separated by a lot. Cubs, Cardinals, no. Brewers, even the Reds. I mean, the Reds can have if they had mm-hmm. some young guys step up. That's basically when, when I talked to Yelly just about you know how he felt about the team, he guys we're, we're gonna rely on a lot of the young guys to take a step. Yep. And to and to kind of be what they're supposed to be. But he did make it a point to talk about Chorians to say this guy is supposed to be can't miss baseball.
0: Great. I love it. All right. Uh there were a bunch of um reported signings in recent days. Uh Aroldis Chapman to the Pirates, James Paxton to the Dodgers. Matt Moore to the Halos. Apparently, if you're left-handed and you can throw, you have signed in the last couple of days. Uh, Let's do this one rather quickly. Uh, Out of those, which one piqued your interest the most?
1: Well, Miguel Sano to the Angels, you missed. That one obviously piqued my interest more than anything. Kind of love it. Uh, I'll I'll say Paxton to the Dodgers. Um, We've been talking about, you know, they've made... Crazy amounts of signings this offseason. Spent over a billion dollars this offseason. But they still like kind of lacked a little bit of that starting pitching depth. They have some young guys mm-hmm. uh, who, who they're also going to be relying on. And, and we talked about, you know, they've proven they can bring young guys up and have them be successful big leaguers. So I don't really worry about it there. But they did need some depth at the back of the rotation. Paxkin offers that. The thing that makes it interesting to me is they're so far over that competitive balance tax like this 11 million dollar deal or whatever it is is is, it's double that it's 110 percent on top of that it's like they're paying 23 24 million dollars for one year james paxton which is you know that's not really what he should be getting now but that's what they have to pay so every time they sign someone right now they're paying double and it's just i don't know how you keep that up like that's nuts to me well and I'm all about signing players and and having owners spend money, <laughs> but when you're getting taxed like that, my goodness! Yeah. So that was kind of why I was like, "Jeez, man!" You're like, "I love that shirt. I
0: love that shirt." What is it? Is that uh forty five bucks? It's hundred and ten. Shit, don't, don't love look that, that good. Shirt <laughs> I got to be honest with you. You know, um, I've taken a little grief, and some of it I think deserved from Angels fans. You know, I think I was so frustrated with the inability for them to get to the playoffs in the Shohei Ohtani era paired with Mike Trout that I let a lot of stuff get to me. The Blake Snell stuff where I said, I can't see him there. I want to see him on another team. And even though I do believe that I I was a little vicious toward the organization. I like what you guys have done with the bullpen in the off season. I really do in the off season. Now in the addition of Moore, who is now back for his second time there, um, Simber, who's interesting. He's coming off of an injury. Luis Castillo, Zach Plesac, Robert Stevenson is the big one, right? Yep. The one for more than $30 Then Jolly Olive broke the news on it. You also have Jose Soriano and Ben Joyce, who made their debuts last year. Soriano was really interesting uh, coming out of the pen. Joyce, I-, I hope he can hold it together injury-wise. I like that. Like, okay, we're fortifying our bullpen. Good. Now just... Spend a little bit elsewhere. I don't think they have spent anything on their rotation or on their everyday ballplayers in terms of free agency. But I'm.
1: it said which one piqued your interest the most. There you go. That one did. There. The Angels piqued my interest. I am, I am intrigued by the Angels. And it's not just because I feel like we're supposed to say that to give the Angels fans a little bit of love. Like, I really am. I think there's some really good young ballplayers in that lineup. There are. And every team has to go through a phase like this where, yeah, those guys have to be something. Uh, I agree with you. Maybe let's 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 continue to go as far as adding to your roster. But you know, I I, it wouldn't surprise me if we're talking about you know the 500 angels going around the trade deadline and kind of which way are we going to go with this team? Are we going to add? Are we just going to kind of stand pat? Like I think there's a pretty good chance they could end up right around there and having to make that decision.
0: All right. Finally, the uh, Las Vegas Chamber of Commerce they had their annual fire up the city event. I don't think that's what it was called, but that's what I'm going to call it where they go over like what's big coming our way in 2024. Well, John Fisher and the A's were in attendance. And so Fisher who never meets the media was out talking about this whole thing. Uh, It's expected to be their new home by 2028. They're having a few stadium issues, the whole bit, but I want you to listen to the MC for the city's enthusiasm over the Las Vegas A's.
1: Let's give it up one more time
0: for Mary Beth and John Fisher, please. The Las Vegas A's. We like the sound of that, right, Vegas? Yeah? Yes? Are, are we alive back there, Las Vegas? How we feeling? <laughs> <laughs> are, okay. we, are we alive back there? Um, how worried
1: are you about this thing? I mean, it's the deal's going to happen. They're, they're going to be in Vegas. How, how worried am I about how popular they're going to be and how what they're going to draw in Vegas? I mean, I'm, I'm actually decently worried about that. I, I don't think they should go in and be the Las Vegas A's. Just the same way I don't think the Raiders should have kept their name. I know that's a, I mean, the Raiders and the A's, very storied franchises, have a massive history. But guess what? You sold out on that, bro. You're in, you're in Las Vegas now. You need the, the hoopla. You need the extravagance. Hey. I'm more so on the A's and the Raiders on that take, but I do believe if they went in and changed the name and just came up with a new team, that Vegas residents would say, this is our team. They don't feel, it doesn't feel, the LA Chargers doesn't feel like an LA team. It doesn't. Uh, You know, and I know teams move places and the the A's have moved before, but I think that would have helped out. And I wonder if the A's are thinking about that at all before they move over. Because I... I would give it a thought if I was them. I would change the name and and kind of and do all that. I think that's a better plan than going there and being a Las Vegas A's. I, I do.
0: Well, two things. In the football world, I believe the Chargers might have started in started Los Angeles. started there? I think no, I they started there in the early 60s, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I believe that Al Davis was a coach on their team. I, you know what? The, now that you the say the that,
1: I've read that before.
0: But listen, this is... People, and I'm not 100% sure. I'm pretty sure, but not 100% sure. Okay. Maybe Dan can look that Dan. up. Dan? The Raiders, I would never change the name. i, I I'm know sorry. I, the Raiders That's is just an tough. iconic it's, brand. It is, not, it is, it is. Don't change that. Now let's get on to the other situation. I don't feel for the fans of Las Vegas, or certainly not John Fisher... Dan, how about listening to the, he goes, what was the question again? If the Chargers started in LA in like 1961 or 1960, I think they started in LA before they moved to San Diego. Maybe listen to the show while we're doing this. Okay. Jeez. Stop with the puff puff pass. Let's go clean it. Oh, no. I'm kidding. That, ah, piqued your interest on that. Um, I, I'm worried about the Oakland fans. So my my team, the Cleveland Guardians, start the season up in Oakland, and i was thinking about maybe just going up there. And somebody told me that the Oakland fans are organizing um, kind of not a boycott. They're going to buy up all the tickets and not let people in the stadium up there in Oakland. This could be a total shit show. So I just hope that I know the Oakland fans are hurting. I support you immensely. I have had a team ripped from... My grasp in the Cleveland Browns, it sucked. You all have now had it with your football team. The basketball team didn't leave the area, but they moved to San Francisco, and now the baseball team's leaving, and I get it. I feel your pain. I am with you. So that's who I care about. As far as whether or not this thing's going to work, I'm worried. I'm worried. I know that John Fisher has said, we can come up with our 1100000000 billion. We're going to be okay. If we have to sell shares of the A's, we'll do it. We'll do it. Because like the city's, Paying close to four hundred million, and they got to come up with the rest of it to privately finance it. I don't know. And I also, how the hell are they going to build a baseball stadium on nine acres of land?
1: There's a lot of things that are um, up in the air, but I do believe that they end up in Vegas. I, I Where else would they go? Well, they can't go back know. to Oakland.
0: No, but uh, you know what? After this year, I think they're out of Oakland. I don't know if they're going to be in Sacramento. I don't know if they're going to be in Salt Lake. All that stuff's going to be fascinating to watch. And you got to remember that the MLBPA has got to approve all that stuff because some of those stadiums that are minor league stadiums need to be refurbished if you're going to have major league teams in there. Oh,
1: yes. I want our fans to do this. Come up with a new name for the Las Vegas baseball team. How about that? In the comment section, please. Please do. I'm going to think. And uh, on Monday's show, I'll give my answer.
0: Okay, you know what? Why don't we give away? Uh, maybe we could give away a T-shirt, a baseball today T-shirt to whomever oh, okay. we pick. Who's? Yeah, that's a good one. By the way, Dan Rourke did finally uh, listen to the question. Nineteen sixty-one, the Chargers were in L.A. I
1: so. should just stop talking about football. Like I don't know enough about. No,
0: that's no, no, okay. But I, most I got I got one friend
1: that. that's a quarterback. Now I think I'm a football star.
0: Jeez. You're. Come on, you're a football dude. Uh, before we get out of here, I want you to play the guessing game. I did a rose rotation earlier today. With somebody that I am very excited about because he rarely, rarely does interviews, and so it's coming out on Monday show. Okay, I cannot wait. Um, he is a former player. Okay, yes, near and dear to my heart.
1: Okay, Cleveland guy.
0: Um, as I mentioned, doesn't do a lot of interviews. Was an outstanding ball player. Do I one get a the, position? He's one. He's one of the best hitters that we have seen in the last 40 years. You have a guess? Jim, Jim Tomey? Nope. Jim Tomey will talk to anybody. You know yeah, that.
1: Yeah, he does. He, he likes to give interviews. Oh, man. Albert Bell. Bingo. Albert
0: Bell will be on That's the show. That's huge for you. Yeah, and I got to tell you something. So, I, I, you know, I think I told you this recently. I kind of became texting buddies with him over You something. did
1: tell me that. Yep, yep, yep.
0: So I decided, what the hell? I'm going to ask him. I said, Albert, I've got a podcast. I'd love for you to come on. I really would. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And then as we got closer to it, I got nervous. I got nervous because I was like, oh, my God. Because I really don't know him very well. I've met him once or twice, and he was very kind to me. But still, when you don't know, you don't know where you can go because he covered everything. I am telling you, we talked about the cork bat. We talked about him getting ripped off from the MVP in 95. We talked about the perception of him. We talked about um, if he has any regrets. We talked about the Fernando Vina incident where he ran over him. We talked about um, if he really could have come back to Cleveland when he was a free agent and became the highest paid player in the sport. We talked about his return to Cleveland where he flipped everybody. We talked about everything. He went everywhere. and I can't wait for people to listen to it.
1: I'm excited for that one. I, I'm very curious to hear his uh, his. T- as talking about the little forearm shiver right there oh, it's
0: it's a it is a great story. I can't wait. It's really good. So I hope everybody learns a little bit about him. Uh, it was good for me because the Guardians, the first 23 years of my life did not finish higher than third in their division. Mm. Third. They, you, they couldn't even trip themselves into a third place finish. They stunk, and then he was the centerpiece of a team that changed a city. Yes. So it was very exciting for me. He did, he is not a perfect person. He knows that. He says it. He says he's had his issues. But we had a good time, and I hope everybody enjoys it. When does that come out? Monday. Monday. Um, all right. Listen. Go have a great time at Twins Fest. Say hello to all the amazing people in Minneapolis. It's a wonderful, wonderful place. So, and my friends out there, Thank I, you. I I have a special place in my heart for some of the members of the Twins organization, even if they are in our tribal. Okay, love that. Travel safely up there, and I appreciate that. Yeah, bring a winter coat and don't lose your tan.
1: I'm bringing Teddy too.
0: That is awesome. Yeah, I love it. See who? What? What grade is he in? Third. Third. Yeah.
1: I'm yanking out of school. This is the best kind of school you can get. This is hard knocks with Dad. Let's go.
0: Yeah, real hard knocks up there. (laughs) Good try Uh, for our one of a kind producer Dan Rook, and I do mean one of a kind. Thanks for answering the question, dude. I All right, just for kidding. the
1: record, there was no Puff
0: Puff Pass going on or nothing. I was confused because <laughs> you said, when did like the same move? And you said 1961. So I was like, wait, didn't they just move a few years ago? I was confused. I, of course, listened to the show. So I that would never lie, not pay attention, I promise. You're a good man. I was just, you know what? We kid the, the ones I we know, love. I know.
1: You know that, Rourke. I love you.
0: So for that yeah. dude and for the one of a kind Trevor Ploof, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Monday, I think on Baseball Today.